Welcome to It's the Breakdown podcast, an online Bible study with Dee Malone. And for those of us who love to take notes, get ready. Because the title of today's lesson is, It's the New Thing. And we'll be coming from Isaiah chapter 43, the 18th to the 19th verse. New Living Translation. But before we dive in, let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for life, health, and strength. We thank you, God, for just being God. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for everything that we have yet to walk into. And so, Lord, right now, I ask that you decrease me and increase me, that you get the glory. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. Touch your children, Jesus. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to be receptive to hear what you have to say to us. And let us digest and then ingest so that we can absolutely apply it to our lives as we go along. So, Father, I thank you for this moment that we're able to share together. Bless each and every person that is listening. You know what they stand in need of, Lord God. And so right now, I pray that you would fulfill every single need. Allow us in this moment to fall deeper and deeper in love with you, Lord. Allow this time to enrich our relationship with you. All these things I ask in your sweet name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So, now let's go ahead and look at Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 through 19. And it reads as such. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. And we count it already blessed. So here we have God telling us that victory is ours. There's a promise here. There's a promise. How many times have we had God come through for us and then we need him again and we're eagerly expecting, but we're expecting him to do it the same exact way that he did it before. See, the thing about God, the thing about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is that He doesn't do things the same way. And here in the text, it's telling us, forget all of that. Yeah, I know I did that for you before, but forget that. Forget where I brought you from, Israel. Yes, I brought you out of Egypt. Yes, I saved you again. But forget all that. Because I'm about to do a new thing. And I want you to see it. So he's asking us, do you not see it? Because I'm already doing it. 
And I'm so grateful that we can still be in expectancy, but we don't have to expect God to be redundant. We don't have to expect God to live up to our expectations in the sense of do it our way, God. And if he doesn't do it our way, we pout. No, God wants us to constantly look for the new. You know, some of us, we like have a car and we consider that car, you know, affectionately as old, reliable. And although God is completely dependable and we can rely on him, I don't believe it's fair for us to look for him to show up every single time the same exact way. You know, one time somebody said to me, you know, I know, you know, you're, I know you, you know, you're, you're very predictable. What? No, I don't want to be predictable. We, we don't want to become common to people. That's why sometimes we can't be up in people's faces all the time because then you become common. Then they start to know when you're going to move and how you're going to move it. And I love the fact that Jesus, you know, that, that saying he may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. See, because he knows the schedule of things, even though we don't. And so when we expect Jesus to show up like, like, oh, he's a genie in a lamp. He's supposed to show up on cue. He says, Mm-mm, just like he did with Lazarus. He took a couple more days before he actually went why? Because God knows. The, the Lord knows that his glory comes when we wait a little minute. Sometimes we want him to show up so fast that we don't give him the glory that he deserves. Because we get so caught up in looking at the arrival than what has arrived. Amen. And so we don't want to be put in a box. So neither does Jesus. We don't get to put him in a box. We don't have Jesus on puppet strings telling him when he could and should do things for us. Do things through us. I'm going to put a little Bible on it just in case y'all don't really believe. So when we look at um, the story of the two blind men that Jesus, now in Luke and Matthew and Mark, you know, the stories kind of differ a little bit, but they're still the same, right? So there's, there's a man that Jesus heals his blindness with dirt and spit. And then that's Mark 8.25. And there's another man where Jesus heals him with just spit. So Mark 8, 25, New Living Translation, and then Matthew 9, 27. Now here, same problem, different method. Same problem, different way of healing. One is just spit. One is dirt and spit. And then we have one man where Jesus just touched his eyes. And told him to go. <laughs> Touched his eyes. 
and he was able to see. Now, I want, I want to give you a little more Bible. I'm going to say, let's look at Moses. Moses was told to raise the staff for the waters to part. But now Joshua was told to tell the priest to take a few steps into the water and then stop there. And the waters rose up like a wall. So now, same thing. Israel needs to get across these waters, but two different people, two different ways. One is just raising a staff. The other has to take steps into the water. You see what I'm saying? Jesus is so awesome that we cannot look for him to perform, to do things in the same exact way every single time. That is just not how he works. And I'm grateful because it keeps me from being conditioned to him just showing up every single time the way I want him to. Because in that, I get too accustomed to him doing that. And then in me being accustomed to that, I'm going to keep looking for him to show up the same exact way. So I'm not going to look for him in, so to speak. I'm going to be looking for his arrival. And I'm going to miss out on him and the beauty of what's happening in the wait and what will happen when he comes. And so he's telling Israel, hey, I'm doing a new thing. Don't even worry about how I did things before. I want you to see that I do things new. I do things new. We are a part of his plan on his schedule. He's not on our schedule. We are not his boss. He doesn't want us to get hung up on the way and forget the way maker. He doesn't want us to look for the save and not the savior. What's this? It's a new thing. And so I believe he switches up to keep us believing, to grow our belief. Sometimes, like in, this, in the case of Lazarus, he said, I did this so that you would believe. And so that God would get the glory. And so he wants us to keep believing that he can do all things, all ways. He's not a one-dimensional God. So sometimes we feel like, whoa, 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 he never did this before. That's good. That doesn't mean that it's not, it's not right. It doesn't mean that it's not him. It just means it's a new thing. And that's a good reason why he doesn't want us comparing and coveting someone else's life and how he moves in someone else's life. Because in that, we make our hearts believe that he's limited to just doing that good thing for them. But he has more 
for us and that sometimes we believe that there's no more left for us that he's emptied out all his good on other people and there's no more for us but please please understand that that is a lie from hell he has more for us he never wants us to believe that he's a he's a god that just pours out on one and in and, and, and the bible it says that he he reigns on the just and the unjust alike but whatever he's done for anyone else doesn't mean that he cannot and will not do it for us if he's done it for them he'll definitely do it for us we but we have to trust and believe that we have to know that he is a God that can do all things for all of the people. And he wants us to not compare ourselves. Pay attention, pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Galatians 6 and 4, New Living Translation. But he wants us to know that we can't get caught up in what we think he did for them, but won't do for us. Remember, he does a new thing all the time. He doesn't want us to get used to how and when he does things or even how he speaks to us, but yet focus on him. If we focus on him, we'll know the secrets he said he would tell us. He may tell one person to put out their staff and another to take a few steps and stop there. That's just how he moves. He may appear in a burning bush to one and then appear in a whisper to another. He may speak behind us like Isaiah, but he speaks and relates with us all differently because our relationships with him, our love from him is all personal. So he moves he speaks, he loves us the way that he knows is for us personally. So let us look for the new thing, but keep our focus on the sure thing, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because we're coming out of the old life, the old ways, old thoughts, old behavior, old attitudes, old habits, and into the new life, the new ways, new thoughts, new behavior, new attitudes, new habits, new and improved character. And guess what? A new and deeper relationship with our Savior. Jesus keeps it new for us so that we don't comp become complacent and lazy, and most importantly, stagnant, status quo. We don't lose our focus. We don't lose sight of the giver.
Because sometimes we can focus so much on the gift and when is the gift coming that we lose sight of the giver. We look for the promise to be delivered and we're looking for it the same exact way, but we're missing an opportunity to wait patiently for the promise keeper, the promise sir. So I pray that this has blessed you and that you will want to share this with your family and your friends. And if you haven't subscribed by now, that now your heart is pulling you to subscribe to this podcast. It's The Breakdown with D. Malone. Because please believe this is not the end. God has so much more to say to all of us. And he wants us to hear that everyone that has ears listen let us all hear the word of god so before we go let us pray father in the name of jesus we thank you we thank you god for your son jesus we thank you and we ask you lord god that you fill us up with your holy spirit empty us of the things that are offensive to you, God, and then fill us with the Holy Spirit so that we could move, walk, and talk on fire for you. Help us to see that you're doing a new thing. Help us to keep looking for you, the promiser, the promise keeper, the way maker, the miracle worker. Help us to take our eyes off of how you come to us, how you speak to us, and just wait patiently and believe that you will come in a new way. So we thank you, God, for keeping us in belief, in belief, Lord God, and in expectancy because we know that you do not fail and you are God, you do not lie. So help us, Lord God, to continue to be more like you and less like the world. Transform us, renew our minds. But God, we're grateful and we thank you because it's a new thing. In your name, Jesus, amen. So, Be blessed, but more importantly, be a blessing. I love you.